0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Voice Moves to God, a Christian lifestyle podcast where we talk about all things Christian living in your 20s and 30s. You know, we talk about dating, we talk about community, and yeah, so we are your co-hosts. My name is Jess.
1: And my name's Tanu.
0: And we are so excited to have you guys back for another episode, and thank you for your continual support always. Today we're going to be talking about church hunting, which we will get into that later in the episode, but it's a topic that we've briefly touched on before, but I think Tanu and I have some more thoughts, of course, and we, we always have more thoughts because we just we just like to talk a lot. Um, we'd we be, so we yeah, we be thinking. Yeah, we'd be thinking. So we wanted to do a deeper dive on that episode topic today, but first, we'll kick off with our usual segment. So uh, Tanu, how has your week been?
1: Thank you for asking. I would say my week has been pretty chill. Nothing big has happened. Nothing, dare I say, significant, so I don't want to dwell on it. Um I went home last weekend to visit the fam with my brother and that was really fun. Uh we wanted to go to a corn maze. Well, I wanted to go to a corn maze, but yeah, I, I want to go this. alone. Okay. But it rained all night saturday no friday night so Mm -hmm. i woke up on sunday it was just like muddy and 40 degrees out so unfortunately i did not make it to a corn maze and i didn't make it to a oh wait i did go to a corn maze last year corn maze. very
0: much still time i feel like spooky season is not over i myself am not a fan of spooky things and halloween i actually really hate halloween i don't know if people know that about me but (laughs) I i have a really 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 good excuse this year to not go to any halloween parties um and i'm very happy about that is it the marathon yes I'm so smart. Um, I know you're so smart because the marathon was on October 29th and that's the weekend before mm-hmm. Halloween which is on a Tuesday so like everyone's gonna be throwing um shindigs that weekend yeah. and I will uh politely decline because I must run 26.2 miles on <laughs> Sunday um if I was not running a marathon I would also politely decline but it would seem more lame so, <laughs> I think that just means I need to run a marathon every Halloween weekend So that I have an excuse out of these Halloween festivities. I don't know why. I just simply, it's not Halloween itself. Like candy, great, lovely. Mm -hmm. I love, I just hate dressing up. I, it makes me so uncomfortable and it just, I I cannot, I cannot do it. And Halloween in a big city, like once, not once, two years ago. And my friend, Angie will tell you that this is the worst idea we have ever had in our lives. We went to a Halloween bar crawl. Tell me that just sounds Ooh. so terrible. It sounds oh, no. good being fresh out of college, being like, yeah, wow, oh, yeah, like, explore the city. We'll stop by these different bars. It was actually terrible. Like, it was the mm-hmm. worst experience of my life because it was so packed. We didn't even get in. It was cold. I hated dressing up. So anyways, I've gone on too <laughs> far of a ramble of how much I hate Halloween. But moral <laughs> of the story, I hope that you can still get your corn maze in sometime in, like, end of October, early November, even if it's not, like, super Halloween related.
1: Me too. The only problem is there's no corn mazes in the city, so I'd have to drive, like, an hour or so away. And as you know, being away from my Anki
0: flashcards (laughs) makes me very anxious, so
1: I don't know if I'll be doing that.
0: (laughs) What would you consider, like, the suburbs of Chicago? Like, I think for me in D.C., I can get to the suburbs within 15 minutes, but I don't know if Chicago, that's different if it's, like, a wider range.
1: I think it's a wider range, but only because... I when I think of the suburbs, since I grew up in Ohio, the all of Ohio is a suburb. Like there's nothing, yeah, yeah. there's there's no sidewalks, you can't walk <laughs> anywhere, get in that car. Um, it's it's very suburban. And yeah. the suburbs of Chicago, though, you could consider what's around O'Hare? Schaumburg. You can consider Schaumburg the suburbs. That's like
0: 20, 30 minutes away from me, but it's not the suburbs. It's like, like does it have these are things that I consider the suburbs. Houses that have driveways, large targets, like those things.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But it still feels – I think the thing that makes me feel like it's not the suburbs is that it still feels very congested. Mm-hmm. So it feels
0: like there's a little bit more space, but there's also so many more people. Yeah, that's <laughs> so why I it feel about feels... Arlington. Like, Arlington is right outside Virginia – Oh, uh, it's not not right outside, Virginia. Arlington is in Virginia. It's right outside <laughs> DC. And it's still very city along the metro line. But when you get into off the metro line, you will see houses maybe with driveways, some really nice houses too. I've driven by before. That's like a Saturday activity that I'm very in. Do they have cul de sacs Yes, cul de sacs I grew up in a cul-de-sac. Okay. That was so fun. I would love to have like a little family with a cul-de-sac and then my oh, kids just like riding their bikes. So cute. So fun. I would also, consider the cul-de-sac
1: the street of the suburbs. If you have a cul-de-sac, right. now we're talking yes exactly
0: um this is a total tangent but I'm gonna quickly bring it up when we were talking about like our just now our lives where we want to have kids and families in the suburbs guess guess what email I got I got yesterday just you know off the cuff no guesses was it a brand deal for baby stuff it was it was a brand deal for a um like a multivitamin for pregnant women and I was like (laughs) So kind, so kind of you so kind of you to think I'm pregnant. You so. this, is, this is how it went down too. It was like we think you would be great for this brand deal. Like, let me know your rate, blah blah. I respond, like, hey, like, I'm actually not pregnant. Um,
1: <laughs> would love to hear, I like, know. would love to hear
0: other opportunities that you have at the company. Cause it was like it was for a product, but it was for a bigger company. And mm-hmm. then she responded, she's like, Oh, well, like this vitamin is actually really good for like postpartum too. And I was oh like, my goodness I have no children I was was <laughs> oh never pregnant God. I am not pre- going to be pregnant in the near future I don't have children like why are you <laughs> offering me this and I responded again and I was like actually like I don't have kids but like again would love to hear what other deals you have um and then she was only me, make... like, oh so sorry like,
1: Do they only make vitamins for pregnant expecting or postpartum women? Like, do they not make just, like, vitamin B12 or, like, vitamin D? That's what I thought. (laughs) But
0: they were just only offering me the pregnancy deal. And I was like, (laughs) What? <laughs> what is going on here? So random things, funny things you get, emails being an influencer. It's really fun because I've also gotten emails for stuff with like dog campaigns. I'm like, I don't have a dog, a dog. nor do I really like dogs. So like <laughs> it just does not fit the brand deal. But then my other friend, I told her this and she was like, Can you imagine if your job was to find influencers who were pregnant? And you're like, Well, I think this girl's pregnant. Like, let's see. She oh, doesn't really oh. like officially announce it, yet, but you know, it seems like she's <laughs> pregnant. She's trying. Um that wild. There wild so anyways that was a major major tangent but I hope you had a good time visiting your family
1: yeah um and that's really the only interesting thing that's happened this past week so let's move on to your weekly recap Jess
0: so this weekend was my birthday so I am very much a birthday person in the sense that I like to make my birthday extend for multiple days over a week span so I would say I'm still kind of in birthday mode just a little bit because my birthday was on a Sunday, but I did stuff with my friends on Saturday. We went to Top Golf. I will say I did not suggest Top Golf, even though I'm very good at golf. I'm not gonna be like, guys, I like to play golf. Let's all go play golf. Someone in the group suggested it. And they were like, because we were like figuring out what to do, because the one place we wanted to go to, Or that I had suggested was this ping pong social club. And I've been there before. It's really fun, but they were having a special event there. So we couldn't go there. And so someone suggested Top Golf. And I was like, I'm not going to say no. So that was really fun. We went there, went out to dinner with some friends, like just in the past couple of days and over the weekend. And then I had my official little birthday party on Sunday night, which is my actual birthday. And that was so fun. I had it on. At Easy Company at the wharf, if you guys listening are familiar with the DC area. I love Easy Company. They're the best. They have the best brunch, the best dinner, charcuterie boards, all well and good. Um, and yeah, I felt so loved and celebrated, and so many people came out and it was great. Like, I think birthdays are just a really fun time because I mean, you just really get to see who appreciates you. Um, and so like. The people that like, just make the time to celebrate with you. Like, I think there's so many forms that you can appreciate people, whether that's giving them a gift or showing up to an event that they're hosting or saying like, oh, I can't make this event, but I would love to take you out to dinner. Like, I think there's so many forms of birthday celebrations that are really appreciated by people whose birthday it is, especially people who love their birthdays. So that was my little birthday weekend recap. And I just got was really great.
1: nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't send her a birthday present. <laughs>
0: you literally sent me it a month early, and it was the first birthday present, and I loved it. I actually wore it to track the other day. Unfortunately, no one asked me about it, but we're going to keep wearing it and we will uh, make sure people hear the good news.
1: I think we should get a phone case because I've had multiple people at school hmm. ask me about my phone case.
0: Oh. Really, that's interesting. I guess like you're, the phone case you're using every day, whereas the sweatshirt you're not wearing twenty four seven, so there's more opportunity for people to ask you about it. But I get that. But yeah, that was my birthday weekend. It was great. Still kind of continuing that into this week, but it'll wind down as I approach um, the marathon, which is kind of like my next big thing on the calendar.
1: Have you exposed? I don't know if that's the right word, but have Mm -hmm. you revealed, that's the right word, your Mm -hmm. next marathon? Because I saw you had an Instagram story saying that you signed up for a new one, but no one was guessing the right one.
0: Yes. So I have not revealed it on Instagram or TikTok, but I'm more than happy to reveal it on the podcast because these are our true fans.
1: You know, like people who
0: listen to the podcast, like deserve to know everything that's going on in our lives because they're (laughs) true, true listeners. So Yes, I posted that on Instagram and I was like, guys, I signed up for another marathon before I even ran my next marathon, which, you know, classic me. So I signed up for the Eugene Marathon, which is in end of April. Have you heard of it? End of April? Yeah, I know. Right? Okay. But hey, (laughs) you could also sign up for it because that is seven months away that you could train and you could do it. You're so right. You know what's
1: actually embarrassing? I thought it was March right now. That's why I said end of April. Like, what are you
0: talking about? I'm so sorry. See, I, I don't thought know your reaction was end of April being like, how would you sign up for a marathon that far away? Like, what are oh, plans no. going on? Oh, okay. I'm. Well, isn't it March 2nd today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually October 19th. Thank you. Wow, that was an um, out-of-body experience. Sorry about that. <laughs> you're back. You're back. You're back on reality. You're back to earth. Um, But yeah, I signed up for this marathon. It is in Eugene, Oregon. I've never been to Oregon, so I'm very excited to go there. And uh, my friend had to tell me this. She, I told her that I signed up for the Eugene Marathon and she was like, oh, you know that like that's where Nike was founded because the founder of Nike went to University of Oregon. I did not know that. I probably should have known that. But therefore, it is a very vibrant running community, apparently. So it actually ends on the University of Oregon track, which is very cool. But anyways, yeah, that is the marathon that I'm running in April. So Tanu, you're more than welcome to join me there if you would like.
1: I am taking the MCAT in April. So I, I will be
0: brain dead. It could be a celebratory moment for you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Okay. Uh, We will move on to our next segment. So Tanu, do you want to share your Bible verse favorite from this week?
1: I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. So my Bible verse favorite this week comes from Psalms 96, 11 through 12. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that's in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. And I pick, oh, Oh, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I picked this Bible verse because fall is one of my favorite seasons and I just went out for a run. And I think it's so, it's such a blessing to be able to go out and experience the beautiful world that God has created. And I think that it is a very grounding experience if you feel like you just got a lot going on you're overwhelmed just go outside take a breath of fresh air especially if you Mm -hmm. don't live in a city and the air is actually fresh go like look at a tree watch the waves of the lake roll around and it just makes you feel like everything's gonna be okay so let those heavens rejoice and the earth be glad
0: Yes, that is great. I feel that so often when I'm outside in nature. Oh, well, I recently discovered, and someone told me this. I'm not outdoorsy. I'm outsidey. Isn't that funny? Yes, I'm- same. <laughs> right. So exactly what you what you were just describing. It sounds lovely to me. On the other hand, something like going camping and being like mm. in with nature, like I'm gonna pass on that. Um, there's I recently discovered that I don't like hiking. I like nature walks. So mm. there's that. Yes. Um, But either way, yes, let the heavens rejoice. Let's go outside, touch grass, appreciate all the things that God has created and just be in awe. I feel like that happens to me almost every day when I watch the sunrise or the sunset, no matter what it is, just like any sky that is beautiful. I'm like, wow god you're really doing doing a solid today like that is so beautiful so I think I see those things in nature and just going outside Mm -hmm. so I'm also very very excited for fall
1: I felt that every I was a big I feel like I've mentioned this like every podcast but I swear it's true I was a big runner during COVID times because Mm -hmm. what else did I have to do besides run around in little circles outside and every time I went outside I'm like this is so amazing have you guys Uh seen this tree this is so cool cool. I loved it out there I love it (laughs) So go outside, y'all. What about you, Jess? What's your Bible verse favorite?
0: Yes. My Bible verse favorite of the week comes from John. It is John 16, And it says, I have said these things to you that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So I this actually stems from my friend got or she shared with me this new app. It's called, maybe you would like it to know. It's called Ooh. the Feelings app. And so basically it is a app where a number of times a day, you can set one to however many you want. It'll send you a notification to your phone and it'll ask you how you feel. And you pick from like a little array of emotions. And then if you have friends on the app, it'll send them a notification saying like, Jess is feeling calm. And then if it's like something bad, then you're like, hey, um, are you you good or are you okay? <laughs> so I feel like it's a good way to connect with your friends. But anyways, the reason that that inspired this Bible verse is that yesterday I selected like calm or something like that. And I've just been so at peace recently with certain things in my life, even though I'm having a very busy season of life right now, I feel like I am very at peace, even though there are so many anxious thoughts happening. Overall, I just feel very calm. Um. So anyways, would highly recommend the app. Not sponsored, but if you want to be my friend on the Feelings app, let me know.
1: <laughs> I feel that as well. I feel very like there's only so much you can do. And I guess yeah. we've talked about this in so many episodes. recently. Yeah. It's like, let go, let God, passenger, passenger princess. princess. Exactly. <laughs> Put that on a sweatshirt. Who's going to buy it? <laughs> wait, I
0: wonder, Did wait, did we coin that term? I mean, you thought, thought of it. Or did you get it from somewhere else?
1: I didn't coin the term be God's passenger. Wait. I didn't coin the term "passenger princess" because that's a thing, right? Right, but that's I feel like I might have done something <laughs> with being God's passenger princess. I, I think won't lie. so too.
0: I think so too, because I feel like that's that's a new thing on this podcast that I haven't seen before. So, so let us merch. know merch. <laughs> if you guys would love sweatshirts that say "just being God's passenger princess," <laughs> let us know, and we can work on that. But yeah, God's Passenger Princess, that's the principle of so many of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should make merch. Maybe not like sweatshirts yet. I feel like we're, it's a little bit too advanced for us, but like stickers or like something like that, Mm, you know, that'd be cool. It'd be fun. Awesome. Well, Tanu, let's jump into our Jesus stories. Do you have any Jesus stories from this week?
1: I have one Jesus story. I'm feeling very grateful that I have, I mean, like we haven't defined the relationship, (laughs) but I would call this, oh my gosh, wait, sorry. No, don't get excited like that.
0: I was like, uh, last time I checked it on your relationship status, you were actively avoiding, avoiding all men. men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still so doing that. <laughs> that was exactly two weeks ago, so I'm not sure what has changed. But continue. No, still doing that. Don't worry, I would got never got switch up that fast. So A different relationship. All right, continue.
1: <laughs> so I'm actually married. Right no, <laughs> <laughs> surprise, guys. Tanu is
0: engaged. <laughs> um, Show us the I, ring. Def-
1: I haven't defined the relationship yet, but I have been in regular contact with the dean of admissions for one of my top med school choices Mm -hmm. and we had a conversation yesterday and I was telling her that like I'm I have these two job interviews that I've gone through and I'm trying to decide which job I would take given like just assuming I'm offered both because I'm not good Mm -hmm. and I was telling her that I'm expecting to hear back next Monday and she said definitely reach out next Monday keep in contact I want to hear what happens and I was like okay okay okay." like like (laughs) I would dare I say call her a mentor which Mm -hmm. is very nice because one I feel so lost with medical applications sometimes because it's so hard to they're all like it's a holistic review but also have a 520 out of 528 on the MCAT but it's just about like who you are as a person but you should have a 4.0 GPA but it's really about like your communities like be for real with me right now so it feels very nice to have her input and she's the head of admissions at the school I want to go to so you know like it it could be nice to be nice as a mentor so yeah and it's just nice that I just feel like I've been really lucky in a lot of the spaces that I've gone into that I found a strong black woman to guide me which I feel Mm -hmm. like is something that I can't wait to do when I am in a higher position but like when i worked in my consulting job there was a strong black woman there for me when i was at procter and gamble there was a strong black woman there for me i don't know who was there for me i watched you uh someone once asked me i watched you she said are you the first in your family to go to college i said man my, oh my what <laughs> i'm like the last what do you mean like? anyway so um i just feel very grateful yes. that diversity is mm, that there are more That there are more people of diverse backgrounds in positions of power and that they're always willing to, as they're climbing up the ladder, look back and grab a hold of the hands of the people coming up after them, which I think is so important, not just Black women, women, any minority. I think it's super important to use your privilege to help others. So Mm -hmm. very grateful for her. And always remember to help people if you can.
0: God places people in positions to Mm. help us. So love that. Amen. Amen. Would you like to tell us your Jesus story this week, Jess? Sure. Mine is not as big as yours, but I kind of was feeling a lot of anxiety and over, like I was just feeling very overwhelmed with like going to New York City for the New York City Marathon because I didn't really have a set plan or place to stay. Um, So obviously I came to Chicago and I had a great time with you and just in general for the weekend. Um, and I realized that I wanted to be there for the New York city marathon as well. And so that was always the, the plan. It is in uh uh two weeks from this week. So okay. yeah, so it's November 3rd, 4th, 5th weekend. So I really wanted to go. Um, I've a few friends that live in New York city that I would potentially stay with I had reached out to them earlier, like a couple months ago or a month or so ago. Um, and none of them were really working out because they either had other friends there that they were staying with or they um or they were out of town that weekend so mm-hmm. it was kind of stressed about where I was gonna stay like I started to look into hotels and not only would they were they extremely expensive but there was just mm-hmm. such slim availability because <clears throat> literally 50,000 people are running this race and <laughs> they often stay somewhere if they're not from there so it was just getting tough so I ended up texting my one friend and I was like hey like I know you're gonna be out of town like just wanted to like check in um like just want to check in. And so she is ending up that she's not being out of town and I can stay with her. So Yay. that was very gracious of her. And I am super excited that I will have a place to stay and to spend time with her because I could have totally occupied myself that entire weekend and just like found things to do running related, similar to how I did in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. obviously I want to hang out with people that I know, but like I can occupy myself if other people are busy. Um, But now I'm really excited to get to spend time with her and be there for a marathon weekend and cheer on some more runners and just have – a good time. So that was like a huge um weight lifted on my, off my shoulders because I was like, what do I do? Like, do I even go? Like, question mark. So very, very grateful for that.
1: Yay. And you had the time of your life here for the Chicago Marathon.
0: I had so much fun. <laughs> like, literally the best weekend. And I oh, my gosh. Like, I was coming back from that weekend so sad because I was like, I, one, do not want to be at work right now. I want to be gallivanting around <laughs> Chicago just, like, doing random stuff. And it was just so fun. Like the race day energy, like Chicago was a great city, like got to see you and Vicky and it was so great. So hopefully, hopefully I can replicate that in New York.
1: And who knows, maybe I'll run the Chicago marathon next year. Hey,
0: um, I will put a public announcement out there. I think I might've texted you about this already or you saw my Instagram that the applications are open. So you can put your name into the lottery and let God decide if you're running <laughs> the marathon. So what
1: is the application? Do I have to give my running time, like my miles? No, you
0: can just say it's your first marathon and then put like an estimate in there. Basically, you just put your name in and the uh, application window is open for two months. And then it is a lottery and they announce on December 7th if you got in and at that point, if you got in your credit card will be charged. But like, if you don't get it in, like obviously not gonna be charged. Um, So I put my name in uh this morning actually. So you should just do it just for fun. Put your name in. Yeah.
1: I just realized if by the grace of God, I'm not making it up. I swear <laughs> If by the grace of God, I get any interviews for med school is that will be around October. So, you know, actually, the no, thing it'll is be um, it'll be in August. Never. Mind, I actually, actually
0: don't think they're going to want to interview on you on a Sunday morning of marathon weekend. But, like...
1: I mean, it won't just... I'm not applying to any Chicago schools, so they won't know it's a marathon, but you're right about the Sunday (laughs) night
0: Um. Anyways, you should just throw your name in just for fun, if you would like.
1: I'll throw my name in, why not?
0: Yeah, I feel like you would actually... Marathon training would give you a lot of structure in your study schedule, too, maybe. So I know it is a lot of time to dedicate because you're running for, like, a couple hours a week.
1: Well, by then, the... um.
0: And will be over yeah. so yeah. so not like you'll just be classes. focusing on yeah. school and work yeah. and so that would actually give you a lot of structure so throw your name into now throw it in the hat yeah sign up after that after this and send me your confirmation so i know that you did uh. as accountability <laughs> All right, Tanu, let's get into our episode topic this week, which is church hunting. So we're going to talk about all different things about finding a church in a new city, or even if you have not moved to a new city recently and you're still searching for a church. We're going to talk about how we found our churches uh, and the process of what you should be looking for or what we personally looked for, and then you know how you get involved once you've decided where your home church is. So... We'll kick it off with that. Um, So we've talked about this on an episode before, but how did you find the current church that you go to?
1: Funny story. I actually found the current church that I go to based off a recommendation from a church that I had small, um, small issues with. (laughs) Continue. So um, I was going to a different church when I first moved to Chicago. Another funny story, my friend was waiting at a bus stop and got talking to a woman at the bus stop who turned out to be the pastor's wife, and she invited my friend to that church, so my friend was going to that church, and then my friend invited me to that church, and then we were going to that church, and it just didn't work out, Um, so I was talking to the head of the Bible study that I was in because I did make an effort to get involved in that church. And even though it didn't work out for me, she was a great, very nice woman. And she recommended this church because she thought it would align more with what I was looking for. And it does. So shout out,
0: Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. I love how you can, you know, find your home church from another church. I feel like I had a similar experience. Basically, when I moved to DC, I went to the first church that I attended for about a year. And then I found my current church through, I guess, recommendation of friends of friends kind of, and I wasn't really looking for a new church at the time, but some of my friends were looking who had gone to my previous church, and then we started exploring a little bit together. And now I go to the church that I attend now, that was a repetitive sentence, but (laughs) basically I found it through word of mouth which is a great way to find church you know word of mouth friend to friend Mm -hmm. there are also a lot of other ways if you don't necessarily know anyone in the city like let's say you move to a new city and you don't know anyone there's also other ways i think both tanu and i found it through word of mouth i guess by recommendation of friends um but doesn't mean you have to have someone that goes to a church already it's definitely easier that way but i think that's how i initially found the church that i currently go to
1: yeah. And I would say based off of that, when I lived in Arkansas, I didn't know anyone who went to church. So to find the church that I went to in Arkansas, which shout out that church, it was so nice. Uh-huh. Um, I know that back home in Ohio, where I'm from, I went to a Methodist church. So I genuinely just Googled Methodist churches in <laughs> Arkansas, like around me. And you can, a lot of church, tr- well, I don't want to say a lot because I, I hate speaking in like absolutes, but A lot of the churches that I happen to have looked at have websites and you're able to see the mission of the church and their values and what they preach and believe in. So you can check out the church website to see if those align with what you're looking for in a church before you go. And I did so. And I went, and I actually only went to that one church in Arkansas. It was that good. Every Sunday, me alone in the back. (laughs) And they had two (laughs) services. They had like the traditional church service. And then they had the young hip people church service. I went to that traditional church service every Sunday, me and all the 60 year olds were in there. Not even like, (laughs) you know how young people churches are like, they've got the band, they've got Uh the drums. We were in there with the choir (laughs) and not even like a Baptist church choir. It was like, all in Latin. <laughs> I'm you, the time of my life. I loved it in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's awesome because you can also find mentors that way. Like my church is very young and there are some people who are a little bit older and have more wisdom and experience, but going to church like the one in Arkansas that you were talking about, you can find so many mentors there. Like they've, they've been through life experiences, you know,
1: <laughs> they were so sweet. So yeah, if you know, that you had a denomination that you went to back home. You can Google that to start off with, but Google Mm -hmm. is very helpful
0: if you don't know anyone. Yes, totally agree. I found my first church that I went to by literally walking outside of my apartment. And I was like, oh, there's a church here. Let me me go in and check it out. That's actually really Uh, convenient. (laughs) Right? That's what I'm saying. That was super convenient for the first year that I lived here because- Truly, there are a lot of churches in these big cities. Like you could just walk yeah. down the street and you'll see a lot. And like you said, like they're different denominations. So if you're more familiar with one denomination over another, um, you can definitely check out those. But Google is also a great resource. I feel like more so today. Also, social media can be a resource. I know my church yes. has a huge presence on social media and like members of the church will share stuff. So maybe you're one of your friends that you're connected with on social media, share something. I think that can be a lever where you can, you know, find a church that is Actively, you know, showing up in the community, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I want. I also wanted to address the fact that we've been talking about like, oh, like if you've been to a church back home and it's the same dem- denomination, if you've actually never been to church before, yeah. it's okay to just kind of walk into any and you should walk into yeah. many actually to see what yeah. you would like because these different denominations approach religion differently and that's why there are different churches like there's not one universal church so let's say you've never been to church before obviously my first recommendation would be to go with a friend if you have a friend that is a practicing Christian and see if you like the one that they go to but let's say you know no one that's also totally fine um you should try a bunch of different ones because again, they're all going to be different. They're all going to have different styles, different communities. And that's kind of something that we have evaluated as we attend at different churches. Okay. So we kind of talked about some tangible resources when church hunting. So we, you can go online, you can Google search, you can check it out on Instagram. You can have a friend recommend one to you. Um, but when you actually find a church and you attend, you go to a Sunday, how many churches do you did you or should you try before deciding on one? I think this can vary, but let's just talk about our personal experience with it.
1: Yeah. So in Arkansas, I really only went to one church, but I think I did a lot of research online before I decided I wanted to try that church. And though I feel like I have more options of churches here in Chicago because it's a bigger Mm -hmm. city. So Arkansas, I think it's in the Bible Belt. <laughs> but, you know, you would expect to be a lot of churches there, but I feel like I was able to get a very good understanding of what the churches preached from their websites before I went. So I was able to find, and like my criteria helped me limit the churches, especially in Arkansas. So <laughs> I feel like I was able to, I had a very slim picking. And the one yeah. that I went to happened to be very good. So Mm -hmm. I got lucky there in Arkansas. I just went to one church, stuck by her. She was my ride or die. Mm -hmm. Now here in Chicago, it has been a process. I would say two or three churches, but yet again, it's because there's so many options.
0: Yeah. Similar for me, like I mentioned, I went to the first church that I attended in DC for about a year. And then I switched over to this one that I'm currently at. Didn't really try any in between those that were outside of those two. So actually I've only been to two churches ever in the DC area, but yeah, I also had it, had it pretty easy, but that's not to say that everyone will have our experience of only going to one in a city or two to three in a city. There's people that I know of that have tried literally like six to 10 churches. So don't feel discouraged if that's you and you haven't found your place yet. I will say in St. Louis, I think I tried 10 churches and I simply never found one that I liked. Uh, I don't know what it was about the St. Louis church scene. I'm not trying to knock them at all, but I never found a church that I really felt at home with and felt like I had community. That's also probably a reflection of me of where I was at my faith and just looking for different things. But I never was successful in St. Louis.
1: Makes sense. So we got
0: lucky, yeah,
1: um, in a sense that we were able to find our churches with relative ease but don't feel discouraged like Jess said if you need to find if you need to try a few more churches it's actually kind of a fun way to spend a Sunday trying something new meeting new people Mm -hmm. going to maybe a new part of the city so my churches were in completely different neighborhoods of Chicago, so it made me more, especially if you're new to the city, it will help make you more familiar with which neighborhoods you want to spend most of your time in, so don't feel like, oh, next Sunday I have to go to a whole new church, and with all the churches I've gone to, even if I didn't fully want to be there, I thought that everyone was super nice, so I've never felt like, oh my gosh, these people are insane, I gotta go before uh, something gets
0: weird up in here, like, everyone's been very, very nice, so don't feel too discouraged church people on the whole are very nice just you're gonna feel welcomed hopefully and if you don't maybe that's not the place for you but i totally agree with you like you're likely not gonna have a terrible experience but that's not to say we're discouraged discounting anyone that has walked into a church and has a bad experience because that definitely happens for sure for sometimes people don't feel welcome so yeah so to new, what do you look for in a church like what are some some things that when you're sitting there on a sunday or when you're meeting people from the church, what are your criteria?
1: Oh, wow. Let's get controversial. Hot I takes. like Let's share some hot takes. I'm ready for this. Well, I don't think this one is a, well, I guess maybe if you're crazy, but um, I like the diversity in a church. So if I go to a church and I don't see anyone who looks like me, I'm leaving <laughs> because <laughs> where are my people at? Why aren't y'all here? Maybe there's somewhere else I should be at. <laughs> my first church No one looked like me, at least here in Chicago. I mean, I didn't expect anyone to look like me in Arkansas. I'm not crazy. But I would say no one in my first year in Chicago looked like me. And I felt, though everyone was really, really nice. I want to emphasize that. No one was mean to me. No one was rude to me. No one was disrespectful. I did feel a little bit othered so uh-huh. i found a space my father always says and i've said this on the podcast go where you're celebrated not where you're tolerated and that's yes. why he wants me to go to howard but let's not Preach. get into that so yes, i would say i that... want you to go Howard too i don't know if i can handle that traffic i responded to something oh, oh i saw i saw yeah yeah I'm like, <laughs> <"Mm-mm."> <laughs> my anger issues i need i need like a like a repro- like a like like a therapy session. And that therapy session is moving to the suburbs. I think that's what's next.
0: For you me. can move to the suburbs and attend Howard. And then I'd have to drive. Yeah. But I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Anyways, um, <laughs> diversity of the church. We love it. Yes, I totally um, agree. Yes, I love diversity. I Well, honestly, also before, before you go into your next point, I will say on the diversity thing, I also feel like I mentioned this on a prior podcast, but not only finding people that look like you in the church congregation, but also people in the leadership team as well. Yes. So like- um, like the pastors, the like staff, the worship team, like volunteers, like not just people who are attending the church. It's really just the whole church community entirely, including the leadership that's up there.
1: One hundo P my girly. I would also say that I um, look for, and this could be crazy. Ooh, um, ooh, let's hear I it. like when women get up on that stage and preach. Mm-hmm. I do. I want yeah. writing. They have good things to say and I think maybe we should hear some. I don't know if everyone will be all right with that, but I remember my first church uh, when I decided I think I should go was when I was in a Bible study. And um, the whole Bible study was about how women shouldn't have any sort of leadership positions in the church. And when I asked, yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. Why? I was just told, "Mm, that's just the way it is.
0: (laughs) Not a very good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are still some churches out there today that like have that rule against it, but I obviously don't believe in that. I think that there are places where women can lead in the church and actually leadership is super important to me, not to go to a tangent right now, but like I'm oh. in my leadership era of like <laughs> looking, like not only like, trying to be a leader myself, but also looking at other people and seeing how they lead, especially when like dating. The most attractive thing to me right now is when someone is a leader in their community, mm-hmm. in the church, like that is so attractive to me, hands down. Anyways, that's a bit of a tangent, but leadership in the church is really important and we should give women opportunities. Um, But that doesn't mean to say like my church doesn't have any women pastors on staff, but that doesn't mean they're not like also celebrating women. I think the men also do a great job, but a woman could just yeah. do just as well. So I think there's the caveat there that like, just because you don't see a woman on the stage, doesn't mean that the church is against that. They still have women in other leadership positions across the staff team?
1: Yes. I'm going to say it. Okay. My church back home was, I believe it's called an affirming church. So like in the beginning of the service, they would, the first thing they would say is like, anyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are, we're just here to love on Jesus and Mm -hmm. you are welcome here. And I really appreciated that because I feel like there is a very, I mean, it's, well-earned stigma that the Christian church is very Mm close-minded and that we don't want everyone we only want like the most holiest people who like follow the Bible to a T and if you Mm -hmm. drink once then you should go to hell like I like God to be accessible sue me yes so I like a church being very very open minded open armed like whoever you are if you want to feel jesus here today you want to learn more about the bible you want to learn more about christianity just come like
0: yes exactly come on in i agree like welcoming everyone with open arms being like we are taking you where you're at like please do not feel like your past has any like determination of how you should fit in with this community so i totally agree with that and i feel like that's almost a vibe check more so than like Mm Looking on the website, like I think you can find those things on the website if there's something glaring that you disagree with. However, I do feel like it's more of a vibe or like, are they welcoming to everyone? Are they just showing immense love to strangers and just showing that, you know, in in general? So, totally agree with you there. I don't think that's very controversial, but I can understand (laughs) why. Um, why I guess honestly, I can understand just Christianity has a bad stigma. And I think like part of this podcast, honestly, is or the reason that I wanted to start this podcast is that. People don't really understand Christianity all of the times because that stigma is so ingrained. And I think we talked about on the church hurt episode, like people have bad experiences within the church and then they just believe that forever and think that all Christian churches are like that, think that all Christians are like that. And that's just simply not true. So it does break my heart a little bit, but I am glad you brought up that point.
1: Like you said, with things that you can find on the website or on social media. My current church, what I love about their social media is they are so open about celebrating any type of heritage months or like National Women's Day, Hispanic Heritage Month, Black History Mm -hmm. Month, and they'll have sermons around that the worship music will be around that and it just feels like you can say you're about diversity like oh let me post a picture of like a girl for international women's day and like that sounds about that that's about good and then you can actually put the work in right and put your money where your mouth is and do the work and I appreciate my church for that
0: yeah no I totally agree that is definitely something I look for as well just like speaking your values is one thing but holding yourself accountable to those actions is another thing. I'm trying to think of other things that I look for. I feel like you covered most of my main ones too. I will say one to add is just the makeup of the people. So we talked about diversity in general, but I think beyond that is how people treat you. Um. So... Uh, one thing that we do at my church which I think that more churches should do and I don't think a ton of churches do is like people who are serving that weekend um and again like not all churches have the capacity to have as many people serving as my church does like our church has a very large proportion of people who regularly attend that also regularly regularly serve and so it's very easy to have help on Sundays um so for example the team that I'm on it's called the experience team. And if we see someone that is kind of looking a little bit lost, alone, confused, anything like that, or just looks new, we try to go up to them and say, like, hey, like, welcome. Like, my name's Jess. Nice to meet you. Like, it's your first time. Sometimes it's not the first time and they're just, you know, doing the church scene by themselves. They're not really plugged into community yet. Other times it's their very first time. They're nervous. They don't know where to sit, et cetera. So I think just making people feel welcomed and not alone is really important because it is so intimidating to walk into a church not knowing anyone you can totally just walk in and slip out and never say a word to anyone but you kind of have to make the effort sometimes but it is really nice when people who are regulars there make the effort towards you being like hey we see you understand that you might be new like here are some resources I'm here to, to chat like until the service starts if you want to chat um but also like feel free like you can kick me out any time etc so yeah
1: <laughs> I agree my church has um like they have greeters so it's so a two stories on the first story mm-hmm. it's the coffee bar area and they have greeters when you first walk in the door there and then when you go upstairs to actually get into
0: the balcony
1: the, not the balcony because the second level is like the ground floor but of the um,
0: the sanctuary sure yeah sure I
1: love that. um <laughs> so there's greeters to get into the sanctuary and they'll like ask you how many people are in your party and then go find you a seat oh my mm-hmm. gosh this is, like, I yeah that's cool. what we do too
0: yeah <laughs> love that is your church do you find it hard to find a seat
1: Mm, depends on when I get there so yes because
0: okay (laughs) that is interesting because one thing that I I guess I, I kind of understood this about my church but we had just moved locations like I mentioned on the pod before and our last location we were pretty much at max capacity and they were reporting the numbers of like the people that attended the church at the old location versus the new location and there was a huge jump which I was like that's very interesting to me because you would think yes moving locations with a bigger space makes a difference but I don't think that many people are going to come to this new location just because this new location. But their explanation was that now that people know that there's going to be open space and a seat for them and they want to struggle or like be anxious about finding a seat, they're more willing to come. And maybe they've been watching online, but they really want to plug in in person. I thought that was so powerful and impactful that like you wouldn't think naturally that there'd be a huge jump when you move to a new location. You're just like, oh, we just want to grow and expand. So we're going to open more seats and have more space for people. But that in and of itself makes people feel more welcome and invited to come if it's easy to for them to find a seat.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I And like if you're going alone, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking mm-hmm. if your only seat is like smushed in between
0: two people parties. you don't know. Like, yeah.
1: Like I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like maybe not maybe not
1: um more options I can have a little bit more like space
0: (laughs) especially that yeah now that I'm thinking about that when you said like smushed into between two people I feel like we talked about this in a prior episode but what are your thoughts on when the pastor or whoever's hosting says okay everyone like turn around to the person next to you uh and do something you just rolled your eyes so (laughs)
1: yeah because I've never had a bad experience from it that's how I've met good church friends yeah I just, it's so weird because I would, I'm not an extrovert, but I'm not not an extrovert. Well, like, no, I'm an introvert in the definition that I get my energy recharged by being alone versus Mm -hmm. being with people. And I can talk to people. I just I don't wanna be the first one to talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fair. And I think that it puts you in an uncomfortable situation for like point zero two okay. seconds. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, it's fine. And oftentimes in my church they'll lead with a question too. So be like, say hi to the person next to you. What's your favorite fall activity? Or what's something funny that you did this weekend? And so I feel like that is helpful just to start conversation other than just being like, Hi, my name's Jess. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Like that's it.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, my loose at the question. Thank goodness. Otherwise, we're just gonna stare at each other.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey girly, what's up? Um, (laughs) but I feel like it is a good way to meet people around you and just feel more comfortable in the space, even though it might be awkward for about a second. Yeah. So once you've decided on your church home, we've done the church hunting, we've done the Google searching, we've walked outside to the neighborhoods, we've gotten recommendations from friends, we've attended a few churches. You've decided that you found your church. How do you get involved and actually build community? Great question, Jess.
1: I would say I've done it by joining study groups, Bible mm-hmm. study groups. Um, churches, at least the ones I've gone to, usually have dinners. Um, sometimes at restaurants, um, a hosts, a gracious host home who will host um it's the goal of it is to be paired up with people you haven't met before mm-hmm. so you can meet new people. Sometimes it'll be at a restaurant. So that's a really it's like a really good way to meet people in a small group setting cuz talking to like 20 people at a time can be very overwhelming. Besides smaller Bible study groups, my church also has a group called 20s which is for people in their 20s mm-hmm. um who wanna it's after the service like directly following their service on Sunday. So it's for people who want to chat about the sermon more with their local 20-somethings and create community with them. So those are the ways so far that I've tried to build community in my church.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mine are similar. I feel like my church has different events than yours, but in the similar motivation and goals. So we have community groups, we have family groups, which are smaller group settings. You can get more one-on-one, I guess not one-on-one, but more deep uh, confessional accountability time. And community groups are larger where you have a sermon and someone presents and then you talk in small groups together. So there's that. And then I think beyond that, the people that you meet at church or at these community groups or dinners, like you're saying, I think reaching out to them individually to get one-on-one time, I think is really impactful because I think the only way to really truly get to know someone is by kind of hearing their story, hearing their background, uh, and that's how you just build solid community and relationships. So asking them to get coffee after church, asking them to get lunch. I think that's totally a normal and fair thing to do. Don't be discouraged if they're busy and say, no, they might have other commitments. They might be going to twenties and that's why they can't, but, or they might <laughs> be having other church situations plans, but, uh, definitely ask and, uh, get one-on-one time with people. I feel like that is the best way to build community as well as getting involved in serving all of my best friends at church serve because we feel that is our calling. And I feel like any of us, we, we feel FOMO when we don't serve. So we never really attend and don't serve. We always serve, which is, you know, a great thing to, do, to serve the community, but also just to build relationships and friendships. That is how those things deepen.
1: So true. Love
0: that. So I think that kind of wraps our conversation on church hunting. Hopefully, you guys got some resources from this. And if anyone is in DC or Chicago, let us know. We can give you church recommendations if you are struggling. Um, you might not be looking for exactly what we look for, but I think it'll help you in your journey of finding a church, um, as it has helped us. And again, disclaimer, we've had relatively straightforward journeys with finding our churches. But again, please don't be discouraged if you have not found your church yet, or if you've never been to a church before and you don't really know where to start, hopefully this provided some some guidance.
1: So true. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We've had an absolute glorious time here discussing our love of Jesus with you all. Don't forget to leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and a rating, and then just the rating on Spotify because they don't allow comments, but we do. So if you want to fill out our... Um, form to tell us your stories or just for any positive feedback we would really love
0: that thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you in the next episode bye bye